Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Horrors of Old Pelham. I know it's been a while. I didn't intend to just vanish. This podcast is going to be continuing ongoing. It's just I started school uh, a couple months ago, and I've been focusing on classes. Uh, so these episodes might be more sporadic, which I'm going to try to focus on making sure they're not that way. So there might. Uh, so I'm pretty sure in a week or two I'm going to sit down and record and edit a bunch of episodes and then set those to a scheduled release um Instead of just making them randomly. So, just now that we have that out of the way, quick intro again before we get into the actual topic today. This is the standard warning that I have to put in front of every episode, as many as I possibly need to, which will be a lot of them, um, but most of them. Again, warning, these are true stories that are very dark and depressing, and if you uh, do not have the mindset to listen to that, I do apologize. I hope you get the help you need. Uh if you're going through something dramatic as well, but these are both true and very dark and very depressing stories. So there's the warning, and now let's get into today's episode. So, when I I first sat down to work on this episode, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to talk about, but I remember the discussion I had a couple weeks ago with John himself. It wasn't a discussion that I wanted to have because I don't talk to him. I try not to talk to him. I try to have no communication with him. But he he sent me a message through social media, and I ignored it. But then he tried calling me. I I, I ignored it. Tried calling me again through social media. I tried, you know, buzzing. Basically with, you know, uh, Facebook. He tried buzzing me, tried calling me on the messaging app location. So... He tried calling me a few times. Eventually, I opened Messenger to see if he had sent me a text message of some kind that I could be like, what the, what do you want? Leave me the fuck alone. And he had invited me to go and stay with him. Now, he lives across the country. Why the hell he would invite me to stay with him, I don't know. Maybe he thinks I have no problems with what he did to me. Maybe he doesn't see what's wrong. Maybe... Actually, no, I can't even say maybe. I know that he still doesn't know what he did was wrong. I still know... I know that because he blamed my mother for everything he did to myself and all my siblings. And I think that's... I think that's a problem in and of itself. And yeah, this episode's gonna be milder compared to some of the other ones, and definitely compared to the one that's coming very shortly. Uh, Because I did write down an episode idea... Not for this one, but for the next one. And it's probably the darkest one I've done so far. But anyway, back to this episode. Uh, before we look ahead. He doesn't see what's wrong with what he did. I don't I don't know how somebody can go through that. Like, I hurt one of my siblings when I was, like, 14. No, I was 12. I was 12. And I put one of my siblings in the hospital. Not for very long, they decided to go get their, go and look at looked at because they had like a bump with a gash on it and they wanted to make sure they didn't need stitches or a concussion or anything. And I felt bad. I still feel bad about that. I I said I was sorry then. No one believed me at the time. Uh, I said I was sorry later on. And I, I don't know if anyone believed me then either. I I hope they do because I, I legitimately do feel bad about that. Like, yeah, I've, I've moved past it because that was... 20, nope, that was not the right number. That was ni- It was almost 19 years ago. It was almost. I'll just round up and say almost 20 years ago. It was almost 20 years ago. Oh, God damn, I'm old. 
that was almost 20 years ago so I've moved on and tried to build my life and I my sibling has done the same but I still feel bad like if I think about it I'm like man I shouldn't have done that yeah I was 12 but I still shouldn't have done that um but he doesn't see what's wrong with what he did and I don't understand that I understand that some people don't under some people don't see what they've done is wrong and whatnot but I don't understand entirely what would make somebody believe that hurting a kid is ever okay I mean if if a brother fights a brother and they're within the same ish age group that's that's different but I mean like if you're in your 40s and you hit a 10 year old what's wrong with you like if you're playing a game like tag and you accidentally use too much force and then you're like oh crap I'm sure they're okay different water balloon different but I have scars that are both real and imagined that will never heal and I, I don't mean imagined like I like my brain made them up I mean imagined like uh I have mental scars, I have emotional scars that will never heal, I have physical scars that will never he heal, um, caused by this guy, and he thinks it's okay to just reach out and be like, hey, how you doing? You wanna come stay with me? No, I don't. No one in their right mind would want to. Not after everything you put us through, not just me, but my siblings. I'm the oldest of way too many siblings. And you hurt all of my siblings, and you hurt me, but I won't forgive you for what you did to my siblings. I probably won't forgive you for what you did to me, but I care more about my siblings than I care about myself. Which I know doesn't make the most amount of sense, but that's just who I am. I'm someone who puts the people I care about before myself. And how he can just look at that and be like, meh. What is that? Uh, but today's topic, I guess, overall, because that was just the warm-up, but I guess today's topic, uh, today's topic, I'm just gonna, because I haven't done one of these episodes in, in like, what, a month now? In about a month? So I'm gonna, this is just gonna be a casual one where I talk a little bit about what he put us, what, what, just, I just talk about some stuff casually, um, so I guess this one, just casual, but, yeah, so, he doesn't see what, he doesn't see the, an issue with what he did to us, my mom is a little different, she sees what he did that was wrong, but doesn't see how she played into the, into any issues with it, she doesn't see what she did was wrong. She doesn't have any idea of how it's her fault. Well, it's uh, it's your fault, Mom. Because he did it for 16 years. And you didn't try to stop him once. You want to know when you got rid of him, Mom. You got rid of him when he stole two of your TVs. Not when he raped my siblings not when he nearly killed me almost every single day for 16 years not when I literally went on a camping trip missing a chunk of my arm because he ate it 
No. Not when it hurt one of the kids that you supposedly care about. No, the only time you did something was when it affected you. And that's in some ways more damaging to me mentally than anything John did. Yeah, he's an asshole. He's a horrible human being. He's a danger to himself. He's a danger to every child in the entire universe. He's a danger to his neighbors, whether they be children or adults. Yeah. No, I'm going to take that away. He's a dangerous human being that is a horrible piece of shit. Like, I, I can't sugarcoat it. I can't make it look good. There's no positives to who he is. But can you justify doing nothing to protect your kids? I don't think you can. You can say, oh, I was scared of him. That's fine. But when your kids, me included, call 911 and the police show up, and you do nothing but cover for John and lie, then that makes you an accomplice to his crimes. And I don't care if you say, oh, I was scared of him. Yeah, you were an adult, though, so do the right thing. You never will, you never have. It's one of the many reasons why when you tell me that you care about me or that you love me, Mom, I don't believe you. I never will. I won't believe you today, tomorrow. I won't believe you in a year from now. I probably won't believe you if you're on your deathbed and you tell me that you love me. I still will probably not believe you. There's nothing you can do to fix that. You have caused too much damage to my siblings and to myself for me to forgive you. And yeah, this this podcast series is mostly going to be about me telling true stories about shit John did to us. But it's also important that I point out, at least it's important to me and probably important to anyone who's listening, to understand that there were people that could have done stuff. There were plenty of adults that could have done something to step in and stop John. And none of them did a damn thing. And for some of them, it was because they couldn't do anything unless they had, like, the police couldn't arrest John unless they had evidence that John was a horrible person. And if a 10-year-old goes, he hit me, and uh, everyone else there goes, no, no, he, he, he fell, he's just being dramatic. Um, it's, it, it is what it is. The police can't do much for some reason. I don't know why. Child support of child protective services can't do anything either for some reason. But the people that could do something, like my mother, also chose to do nothing. The school tried. Random bystanders tried. Hell, random people that didn't know what was going on saw him, saw John hit me when we were on Cape Cod and they called the police. And what did you do, Mom? Oh yeah, acted like everything was fine because you're nothing more than a coward. That's what you are, Mom. You're a coward. You don't give a damn about me. You don't give a damn about my other siblings. You never have. The thing that you care about, the only thing you care about, is making yourself look like a good person. 
You want to you want to put on the fit, the mask that says, "See, I'm a good mother." When in reality, if someone took that mask off, they would say, "Look, I'm nothing more than a lying cunt. I don't give a shit about you. I don't give a shit about anyone else but myself because that's what you are, mom. You're a liar. You're a con artist." I think that pretty much covers it. A liar, con artist, a sleaze bag. I don't know, I could probably think of some other mean words, but I don't want to just insult you. I don't want to just cuss you out. I want to use facts and evidence to prove that what I'm saying is not just hearsay, that I'm talking from a place of pain and a place of truth. And I'll give a stupid little story. Stupid, but makes the point across of being a conorist. I'll, I'll give a few examples. Many, 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 many years ago, I was probably hmm, eight or nine, maybe ten. We went to a church, and they were throwing a big, uh, big, I didn't even know it was a church at the time, but they were throwing like a big summer festival thing, and, you know, it was face painting, balloons, animal rides or whatever but they're also giving away free ice cream sandwiches and you had tuna go up and you had him get a big box because at the end they were like oh crap we have extra boxes one per household you had tuna go up and he was and you know there they gave him a box and then you told me to go up pretend that we weren't related and that we were somebody else i was with a different family they didn't believe that at all but you told me it was my fault because I didn't wait long enough to con to trick them. Alright. Cool. Like I said, short, little, simple, little... Like, by itself, that's not that bad. Just someone trying to get free ice cream. That's fair. Alright. We go and we... We go to the store to buy groceries. You put stuff in your jacket to steal it. You put things on the bottom to steal it. You put stuff in your purse to steal it. You walk out and play dumb every time. Oh, I, I, I didn't, I forgot I took that. Oh, whoops, my bad. You always play dumb. And you haven't done it at one store or even in one town. You've done it in multiple towns. And you've been caught in multiple locations in multiple different stores. And you've, you've played dumb with your friends so that, that they would pay your bills, your mortgage, your everything else people have bought you stuff that you don't need you're driving down the side of the road and you see a uh, little uh, you see a little uh, sign that says free and no matter what it is you take all of it trash great it says free on it though I'm gonna take it you're also a hoarder that's probably a good thing to point out too you're a hoarder People that cleaned your house a couple of months ago, and it's already almost back to be needing to be cleaned again by a team of professional cleaners, because you yet again let the house go to shit. Because oh, I could use that. Oh, I can. I can use that. You never use any of it for fucking anything. You just take and take and take. At one point, you had like. 12 fridges, one of them worked, but you had to keep the other 11 because maybe you'll use... I don't even fucking know why. And... I just, I at this point, I have, I have, I no longer... 
my brain hurts too much to try to figure things out anymore. Like, I have bigger and more important things to worry about. Like, my own life, my own future, building a better life for myself. So, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to aim to do. It might take me a thousand years. But I'm going to focus on myself. Because that's the right thing to do. And sure, I would much rather... I would much rather be able to say, oh yeah, my family, I know where they live, I want to call them, I want to talk to them if I ever make friends, or if I ever meet a girl, I think it's better, if I ever have a future family of my own, that I just pretend you guys don't exist, which hurts, hurts me, but it hurts me and it hurts you, and it doesn't make me look like the greatest person ever for saying that either, but all you do is tear me down. All you do is tear my siblings down. I got a great score in the in the state's test back when in high school. I passed really well and I got great scores. And you told me it didn't matter because I went to an easy school. You told me my straight A student report card didn't matter because I went to an easy school. And that my brother Tuna's report card, even though those were B's and C's, was more impressive because he went to a harder school. I was learning the same things he was. Some of it harder stuff that he, that he was. But because my classes were smaller and reduced in size and scope, they were classified as too easy. I don't even know what that means because I learned the same stuff he did. And I learned stuff he didn't learn. And I'm in college to get a really good degree so I can get a really good job. It, I have scholarships because I got good grades that are making the whole school basically paid for. And you don't care. You shun me. You tell me I'm not good enough. You make me feel smaller. You make me feel like I'm the smallest thing in existence. You make me feel like there's no reason for me to even care. There's no reason for me to reach out on a daily basis or, hell, a yearly basis once a year and be like, Hey, how you doing? The only reason I reach out now is because I have younger siblings and I want to check in on them. If I didn't have them, Mom, you would never hear from me again. And sure, that might make me seem cold and that might make, make, make me seem like a bad person. But for my own mental health and my own, well, my own well-being, I have to cut out certain people in my life. And unfortunately, part of those people are you, Mom. You have shown me for my entire existence that I don't matter. You know what you said back at, like, thanks, uh, not Thanksgiving, back uh, a couple months ago at one of my brother's birthdays. You were drinking. You got kind of drunk. No, you definitely got drunk. Not even kinda. You were just drunk. You told me the only two people you care about, sibling-wise, is Tuna. And, uh, don't have a nickname for him, but we'll just call him Ten. You told me the only two people you care about are Tuna and Ten. The other eight of us were unplanned, and you didn't want us anyway. You're... And your best friend in the entire world was Tuna. So... The second oldest and the youngest are the two that you care about. Thanks, Mom. I know where I stand. I don't matter to you. Never have, never will. You told me if I have to move across the country to get my dream job, 
and if you never hear from me again, you your exact words were, why the fuck should I give a damn? Oh, thanks, Mom. I know where, I know where we stand. It'd be nice to know that somebody in the family cared about me. But... Probably not, huh? Because, uh, it's not you. Maybe it's some of my younger siblings. Maybe it's... I don't know who it would be. I know... I know there are people out there that probably care about me. I don't know, I don't think they're family though. Heck, I don't even think I don't even really have any friends that I talk to on a regular basis or really at all. My someone who used to be my best friend I haven't heard from him in over a year and I'm probably not going to hear from him ever again. I've reached out to him a couple times. He hasn't reached back to me. I don't know who cares about me if anyone, but I know you don't, mom. I know my family doesn't. And why I'd love to I'd love to believe that it's just because something bad happened. People get over those things, especially when it's family. You haven't cared about me or loved me in my 29 years of existing. Which is... Is, uh... Pretty sad, actually. I don't know if you... I don't think I will ever... I know I ne will never believe that you love me going forward, but I don't think I'll ever believe that you ever loved me before in the past, either. Maybe the first couple of years of my existence, because I was your only child at that time. But I believe as soon as Tuna was born, when I was two years old, I believe that that's when you stopped caring. You've already said he's your favorite child. You've already said he's your best friend in the whole wide world. So why the hell should I believe that I'm important to you? You have every, any issue whatsoever, even if it's something that I know the answer to, and he doesn't, you call him. Even if he says, I don't know, call, uh, he tells you to call me, you don't believe, you don't listen to that. Yeah, this podcast is mostly about tearing apart John and telling everyone that if you ever meet him to avoid him at all costs. But I think it's important that I tell everyone that I don't trust you either. And that you are also at fault for the things that I went through. Yeah, sure, you were scared of him. Yeah, sure, he actually is the one that hit me, or shot me, or stabbed me, or poisoned me, or did anything else that he did to me. Or he's, yeah, sure, he's the one that actually abused my siblings. But you stand, you stood by and watched. You did nothing to stop him. You could have, you know you could have, but you were a coward. All you'll ever be. The only time you care about any of my other siblings or myself is if we die before you. And then you act like, oh my god, it's so sad that he passed. They passed away. I, I just think that's pathetic. Why can't you care about us while we're still on this planet? While we're still alive? Nah, don't care about them then. Wait till they pass away. Um, uh, it's, it's just sad and unfortunate. And it makes me sad that that's who you are. Because if I had to... If someone asked me... And they said, be serious. Does your mom care about you? I'd say no. If they said, 
did your mom ever care about you? I'd probably think about it for a few seconds. And then I'd say, nah, I don't think so. I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, if I had to put money on it, I'd say no. Does your mom care about anybody? Oh, yeah, she cares about two of my siblings. How many of you are in total? Oh, there's ten of us. She only cares about uh, two of us that are alive, and the other ones she didn't care about till we died. And she might say that's wrong or I'm incorrect, and if she hears this episode, she might be mad at me. But I challenge my mom, if she listens to this episode, to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I told you the exact number of my grade that I got a couple of weeks ago on my final for one of my college classes. And if you truly give a damn about me, what was that score? What was that number? You don't remember. Doesn't matter that it's a good score. You don't remember what it was. Which makes me sad. It makes me sad knowing that my own family doesn't care. I honestly feel like if I died right now, and this was the last thing that I ever recorded, no one would notice I died. No one would care. And that would just be that. But, on a different note, on a we're going to shift into talking about other things now, because we've talked enough about my mom and enough about her depressing bullshittery of just a life being a coward, being a con artist, of being just a sniveling, horrible human being that doesn't give a damn about anyone but herself. We're going to switch into a slightly different category, and by slightly very different category for a little bit here. We're going to switch into talking about... Well, we're we talking about... You guys. And I know that might be weird, but I want to talk about you guys, because I was thinking about it, and the reason why people probably listen to this podcast isn't because I'm about to tell a story of of the time where uh, John shot me, or the time that John tried to drown me, which is not an episode, which is not an episode yet, but will be an episode at some point, um, or the time that... John ran me over with his car twice in one day, which again hasn't been a topic of an episode, but will be. I realize that you're not pro- you're probably not here to to listen to exactly what happened or to hear about how I survived. You're that part you probably are a little bit. You're probably here because you are either went through something very similar or you're currently going through something similar. So, I wanted to one say if you are going through something Please reach out. There are people that can help you. And if you did go through something similar and you need someone to talk to, again, there are people that listen that will listen, and there are people that will talk to you. If you need somebody now, if you need if you can, there are ways to reach out to me. I'm here for I'm here for people if they need someone to talk to. I know that might be weird, but I wanted to let people know that you're not alone. And I I realized that. Most people that if they find this podcast, they listen to it, have probably gone through something much darker or something very similar. Maybe not as dark either, but they've gone through something similar and be like, oh, I'm not alone in this. No, you're not alone. You will never be alone. 
and again, I guess you could call this layout part two. That's probably what we'll call this episode, layout part two. Or we're get, we'll actually know we'll call this episode getting back into it because we're getting back into it. But I wanted to let people know that there are people out there for them, and I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get a list of pl people you can call and a list of. I'm gonna set up something to let people know how to get in contact soon. I'm working on it and I want to let people know I'm working on it and I'm going to try to get as much I want to let people know they're not alone I want to let people know that there's always somebody out there for them and if you need help please reach out to whoever you can whether it's a friend family member therapist psychiatrist whoever I could, I could list off like 30 other people you can call but whoever it may be please reach out for to somebody there are people that will listen there are people that will hear you. There are people that will help you. And for everyone else who's listening to this, thank you for listening to this. And to everyone who is listening to this, regardless of why you listen to this, thank you for listening to this. I hope that the majority of you are not going through things that I went through. I hope you're not like, oh yeah, my mom's ex beat the crap out of me. Or oh yeah, my mom's ex raped me. Or my mom's ex shot me. Or stabbed me. Or poisoned me. Or dropped a building on my head. Or Try to drown me. I really hope, for the sake of, for the sake of your mental health and just your health in general, I hope you never went through something like this. I hope, I hope you're listening to this and going, "There's no way." But the sad truth is, most of the people that listen to this probably are going through things like this or went through something like this. And again, you're not alone. And I hope you know that. So this episode's shorter than most, shorter than the ones coming out next week. I have another episode coming out next week. It'll be, again, back to being a darker story, one where I'm not just venting, not just getting back into the layout. I'll have stories. I'll have... It's... It's a dark episode next week. It's... It's... it's I want to say it'll be a fun one. But that's a lie, because fun is not what it is. It'll, I'll just say it's, it's a depressing one. It's a, it's a dark one. But again, for everyone that listens to this, thank you so much for listening to these. And again, if you need help, please reach out. You are not alone. I hope you guys understand that. I hope you guys know that. Again, thank you. And until literally a week from now, well, let's see here. Today is yep, literally going to be a week from now. I will be releasing another episode. Again, thank you. I appreciate you. I can't wait to see you guys on the other side of this. We're getting right back into this. This, I guess, is the midway point of season one. Yeah, we're still in season one because I'm terrible at releasing these episodes. But we're getting back into it. We're going to be releasing these episodes more frequently. All right. Hope you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.